story. Tell your story. Tell your truth. It's about you. Speak to to life with your host. Pam Osby. Hey everybody, how are you doing? We're back. There's another week on a, on the show and in our lives. So I hope everybody had a good week and hope everybody's doing fine. Here in America, we are still having a conversation around student loan forgiveness. And as a student <laughs> who may or may not be getting a refund of any kind of, you know, debt relief, I've kind of concluded that most likely we will not be getting this money and I'm not, I'm not expecting to get the money. If we do, it'll be a blessing. But again, I've already prepared to save money on my own towards my financial obligation. I hope others aren't just banking on this 10,000 reprieve. We may not get it. According to an article in um, Go Banking Rates, which is um article that I'm referring to while I'm um, kind of discussing this topic with you guys, 53% of borrowers say future financial stability rides on $10,000 reprieve. Now, before I go into what this article is talking about, I don't think $10,000 is a lot of money for some of the people that owes $200,000. And now, if you went to community college and you only owe like $20,000 or $30,000, you might be good. Maybe you owe $50,000, $10,000 off, it's like $40,000, so it's great. But individuals who owe over $50,000, who owe like $80,000, $90,000, or $100,000, 10,000 is just scratching the surface. There are multiple resources that the federal government has in place that people need to take advantage of. And uh, um, they have um, different forbearances, different deferment plans. If you're in school, obviously you won't have to pay. Also, there's graduated payments and there's also income sensitive payments. So while you're waiting on the Supreme Court to do whatever, because at this point, the last time I saw articles saying that there were over 70 Republicans pushing for this public forgiveness debt relief program to end, um, it's, it's so many cases, legally, we may not get it. Okay, just understand that part. So... The hearings are going to be at the end of this month with the cases. And we'll see what happens. 56% of respondents say their their financial stability is dependent on not having to make payments as long as the forbearance period remains intact. It's not going to remain intact. That's That's not thinking logically. The forbearance period is going to, it's going to go back to people having to pay. This is the reality of the situation. Borrowers are not only faced with student loans. Of course, they have to deal with our our inflation and rising interest rates. 
Um, in January, the consumer price index decreased 0.1 to 6.4% on annual basis, higher than expected as gold banking rates previously reported. The study found 26% of borrowers said they weren't able to save money, even while federal student payments are paused. Um, and now, like I mentioned earlier, there are multiple lawsuits and injunctions the Biden administration will have to deal with. Um, they extended this until the end of June 2023 as they are waiting on Supreme Court review of the program. Payments will resume 60 days after that. And that's it. Federal student loan payment relief has served as a lifeline for people. But at the end of the day, reality comes and people will have to start paying back. According to the White House data, 26.3 million student loan borrowers have applied or deemed automatically eligible, as I was, for relief under the forgiveness program. And there are 16.5 million fully approved applications sent to loan servicers for discharge. So we'll see what happens. But like I said, one of the things that I knew in my heart of hearts, if we don't get this, it's not going to be detrimental to me. I I owe money, but the money that I owe is it's going to have to get paid. <laughs> and I already know that. So I will... If I can't qualify for income sensor payment, I'll just I'll just make another arrangement and do what I need to do. Hence the reason why I have spent a lot of time paying my my um, private loan, which is not covered by the federal plan, and is a blessing that I'm trying to knock that out as much as possible so I can reduce that debt and have more money for the federal loans when they when they happen during my birthday month of August, if, if they say 60 days, it's going to hit us around August and I'm going to have to start paying back around September 1st, probably. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not stressed about it at all. Um, I think a lot of people that can apply for the regular public loan forgiveness program should go ahead and do it. That program um, is is kind of helpful because, you know, if you are in a career that allows you to get public loan forgiveness, then you will be eligible. And it, these are people like nurses and teachers, firefighters, individuals that work for nonprofits. If you're not sure when you're applying for jobs, you should ask, does it say loan forgiveness? Federal jobs and state positions actually have loan forgiveness as a benefit of a job. So say like the job don't pay a lot. And I'm not saying take a low paying position, but I'm saying maybe it's your foot in a federal government, your foot into state employment, your foot as a teacher, you know what I'm saying? But they are changing a lot of the teacher salaries. Anyway, loan forgiveness will help you if you work in that position or for that organization that's a uh, provides that loan forgiveness as a benefit and you stay in there for like 10 years, you will have your public loan forgiven. You have to pay 
for those 10 years though. <laughs> now there are some government positions that will pay it for you, but you will have to find that out during your interview process. I think instead of waiting around for, for what's going to happen in June, I know a lot of people are going to be mad, but I'm not setting myself up for, for failure at all. I just feel like from the moment that Biden said that there was going to be loan forgiveness, I never, you know, I, I didn't think it was going to happen because there was so much opposition towards it. And I knew eventually my federal loans will have to be paid. That's that. I mean, we, we have had a long break, like literally from the pandemic to now, we haven't had to pay. You know, one of the things that I said I was going to do was just look at what the interest is on my federal student loans and pay that while I'm waiting. You know, being proactive is the best thing that you can do in this case. And having unrealistic expectations, I know, is it's just not, I mean, I'm not, I don't have these expectations of the government. I chose the student loan. I have to pay it whether we get some money erased off or not. But I know a lot of people are not going to be happy if it is canceled. But prepare yourself just in case because it may get canceled and you can't get mad. There, there, it is what it is. Um, what, what can we do? Sit around and you know, get upset with the government? We still know that we have to pay it back. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I chose the path of career that I've chosen, you know, working in nonprofit teaching and now in private, you know, even though I would love, I mean, my employer does not offer loan forgiveness. And when I took the position, I didn't even think about it. I, I didn't, I didn't think, you know, about it because I was like, I just need to get a job, right? And I want to transition to something and challenge myself and use my, my, my master's uh, education. But as I encourage people, if they can make sure that they're looking, that they're not only getting the salary that they want, but if they want public forgiveness and they have a student loan and they want to position themselves to get rid of it in a 10 year period, the public loan forgiveness program, which is separate from that debt relief program, is the way to go. The way they do is that there's a database that you go to when you go to the government site for public loan forgiveness. You look up your employer. If your employer is listed in there, they have a form. You can fill that form out, take it to your HR personnel, have them fill it out and give you credit and then send it back to the federal government. And then they'll look up your case and expedite what needs to be done. I mean, so there's tons of videos on YouTube about the public loan forgiveness program. You might want to check those out. I just encourage people to like be proactive and sitting around and say, well, the government going to take care of me. You still have to take care and make sure you have a plan in place. Cause if not, you're going to be upset and frustrated and you have to be realistic. How much can the federal government do if they have all these people deciding they want to sue that plan because they thought they were going to get 20000 or whatever the issue is that, that they're bringing up, which brings it in front of the Supreme Court. 
So that's all I got to say. <laughs> Be proactive. Looking ahead, sometimes in life, we just got to remember that we are accountable for things. I took those loans out, not my mom, not my uncle, not my cousin. I took them out and I have to pay them. Like I said, it's it's lovely if I get some money from the debt relief program, but I'm not counting on it at all. <laughs> I deal with reality, y'all, not fantasy. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys soon. Be well and have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Thank you.